It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before we get to the draft, let's take a look at the schedule, which was released last week. And that is why Sergeant Dan from the Air Force is in here. Uh, week one, the Eagles are on the road against the Falcons. Then week two, the Dallas Cowboys come into the link. Yep, uh, it's going to be uh, – how's, uh, how's Greg Hardy doing, by the way? I, uh, I, 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 was, I was way over here, so I didn't I – mean, I, I, I think he's doing gone, well, uh, and uh, Jerry's not paying him, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I know they filed yeah, the appeal. Good. The appeal's going to be coming up uh, here at some point. They did officially file the appeal. Uh, I saw that uh, in the last last day or so. But, yeah, yeah, Greg, Greg Hardy uh, is going to have a real good seat in front of a TV. Yep, and they, they – <laughs> we, well, we, we've talked about yep. it, Todd. We kind of knew that going into it, and yeah. – they didn't really, didn't really break the bank on them. It's a per week contract, so you know, they didn't lose anything yet. Other than yeah, well, other yeah, than and, some and status, true, but it, but the but the beauty of all of that is is you know it's, it's I mean like it, the roster bonus kicks in as soon as he's on the roster, so it just depends on on how and where and when and how much money. So you could only be playing whatever it is seven games and still all that loot. I, yeah, I mean it's it's to me it's so hard to predict what's going to kind of happen, especially in week two. Uh, before any of the draft spots are in there, but you know, you just you just look at at a lot of uh, what what the Cowboys are are trying to do here, and you know, unless they're going Todd Gurley here or whatever it is, um, I still think they have a major problem at running back. Um, and that's not to say that like haha, D'Amico Murray is the best running back ever, because jury's still out on on our end too. But I think there are a lot more holes again where where the Cowboys. Um, uh, you know, had strengths last year. The offensive line's still going to be good. Romo's still a big question mark. And uh, really, I mean, they're, they're still looking at corners. And I, I've even seen, uh, you know, a bunch of mock drafts where it has Marcus Peters from Washington going there, which, again, if that happens, he's probably one of the more talented cornerbacks. Actually, probably is the best cornerback uh, in the draft, but it's such a head case that, you know, I, I think it fit right in with the Cowboys. So, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It, it it's going to be um, – I'm really curious. As much as I am curious what the Eagles do, it's going to be really interesting to see what Dallas does. Um, I think we pretty much know what the Giants are going to do. And uh, Washington is still kind of a question mark as well, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what Dallas does. Well, I believe Washington announced today that they have uh, put the last year 
on RG3's contract, so they're going to pay him another $16 million. Who knows what for, but they're going to pay him. Uh, meanwhile, looking at the schedule a little more, after Dallas, uh, the Eagles go to New Jersey to take on the New York Jets. Are they going to have a nice little parade uh, you know, heading, heading up the, Gold, the Garden State Parkway for Sanchez and Tebow when they get to the Meadowlands? <laughs> Man, I mean, that to me, just like you couldn't. I know the NFL looked at that and goes, "Oh yeah, no, that's happening. That's happening early. Let's get it. Let's get it on the massive publicity train for for whatever is going to come out of that." And it's kind of interesting too because Mark Sanchez had said this week that, you know, what I was told was he was here to throw, you know, uh, throw footballs during training camp, uh, and that and that's pretty much all he went into because Sam Bradford's not going to be ready and. To me, I know a lot of people just is like, oh, okay, that's cool. At least it's not, you know, it doesn't look like he's really competing for anything, which which is probably true. But then you just think about it, it's like, wait, Sam Brad, what do you back up? What do you mean Sam Bradford's not going to be ready? You know, that, that that's that's kind of the thing where, um, and maybe I'm looking in, into it too much, but I, I get a little stomach cramp realizing that you just, you know, uh, put a second round pick into this guy and he's not even going to be ready by the time training camp rolls around. So that's a little scary here. You know, uh, but as far as the Jets go, um, you know, they, they get both of their corners back. They get, uh, they, I, again, another interesting team. Uh, but the good thing for the Eagles is that it's another new head coach that they're playing, uh, you know, week three. And I think they play a lot of those pretty early. So I kind of like that. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll check that off as a win, you know, uh, heading up to the Meadowlands. I would certainly think so. Now, uh, the big question, the million-dollar question all the chips, pardon the pun, going into the middle of the table come draft time for Mariota. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's um, <laughs> this uh, this whole Mariota thing uh, is going uh, a little nuts here, and, and actually uh, just breaking right now as uh, the Mort report is saying that, uh, or at least if I'm reading this correctly, the Eagles are trying to work out an extension with Bradford that includes a no trade clause, which again would say uh, that that would completely shut the door. But from all the things that I've heard, I don't think Bradford has ever been in a deal with anybody. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, at this point, uh, there is a lot of people that are speculating that, hey, the Titans are, Titans might be, might, might, might be taking them out here. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really, really hard for the Eagles to go get this guy. But um, I, I think I've pretty much accepted every kind of different scenario and been through every different scenario everybody's on Mariota fatigue for sure I do think there are a couple of couple of options there um but I also don't think he gets out of the top five or top six so uh unless there is some kind of you know I know the three the three-way deal has been mentioned I don't really buy too much stock into that I think it's going to have to just to be a direct ascent somehow um you know I've heard rumors that Washington uh, wants to was originally their original plan was to move up to two just to grab them and hang on to them and get paid off of that. You know mm -hmm. they were just going to dangle them in front of out of there. So a um, couple other interesting scenarios where I, you know Tennessee might trade back in that as well and just go pick them up at five and take that gamble that nobody's going to trade with Jacksonville or Oakland. I think their best shot is with Jacksonville um, uh, to do anything. So if that if they do trade down, then that's that's kind of your marker because. Just like Tennessee, I know they're well. They're high on uh, on a couple of guys, and I think they're pretty locked in as far as that goes. And at least that's what uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Albright has been saying. Um, it's uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I never think that the door is completely closed on that because I do think from all the information that we've heard since January, 
it's not coming from Uncle Leo and Chuck and, and you know, the guys at the corner <laughs> bar or anything like that. It's coming from NFL sources. It's coming from NFL teams. Things change all the time, so I think people get frustrated with the amount of information that changes so quickly, and especially, like I said, this week. But, you know, if you still have any kind of hope left, um, continue with it, because I, I do think that there is no doubt in my mind that they're still going to try and make one more push here. But, you know, again, just be ready to move on and get excited about wide receivers. Get excited about some of, uh, you know, the other weapons that they can add to this offense here. I think one thing, though, that would play into somebody's hands as far as Mariota is concerned is I don't think he's a quarterback that necessarily is going to fit the system that they run in Tennessee because they like to air it out with Wisenhunt. They like to go deep, and Mariota, Mariota rather, does not have that kind of arm. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and deal, maybe get a first round, uh, a, another first-round pick, uh, maybe a first-round pick next year, a couple of second, later-round picks, uh, to try and move that out of there because I don't think he's the quarterback for Tennessee. No, and that's and you know what it would that's to, to me I'm right on point with you, Todd, because I just don't see it happening. I, you know, back in December when they said we're we're you know we're fine with Mettenberger, we're fine with the rest of these guys here. Uh, we need a foot. You know, we basically with saying it without saying it, we need to service a better football team, man. Mm-hmm. We need a, a lot of things to go right with that. Um, one thing I you know, if there is any the validity to the San Diego thing where Philip Rivers comes in there, that I can say for sure. But yeah. I I just don't see where. It doesn't fit. It like it doesn't fit the pro. If you look at Ken Wisenhunt's quarterback history, Ben, you know Big Ben, uh, Kevin Cobb, uh, Derek Anderson, like all the you know all these type of like uh, big, uh, very accurate, big armed guys, and you know Mary, uh, he's never really dealt with somebody that has that is a quarterback that can run. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I want even if Russell Wilson was in this draft, I'd have a hard time banking on Tennessee taking him. And I don't know if that's a hot take or, or anything like that, but it just doesn't fit in the system that they want him to. And I think there's going to be more time, um, you know, with Mariota there. And there's, you know, just like we've all said before, there's a definite learning curve when if he lands pretty much anywhere else in in, in, in certain situations. That's why I've always said that I think it's pretty much a, a home run for Chip Kelly if he can go grab that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm right there with you, Todd. I, I still don't buy the Tennessee thing. I really think this is still a, a big screen to get, drum up more business, and whoever is there is is going to end up taking them. I, I still I still like the Bears, to be honest with you. If it's not the Eagles, I, I think the Bears kind of sneak in there somehow. I think that's definitely a sneaky little John Fox move. They need to move on from Cutler. They're in range to do it, and they might not be next year. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see Tennessee taking them at all. We're talking with John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com on the SECV Hotline on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader. Okay, with that pick that they have, if nothing changes, uh, originally going uh, coming out of the season last year, uh, we thought, you know, it's got to be secondary. It's got to be secondary. But they, they made some moves in the offseason, obviously, to pick up some secondary help. Uh, do you think that's still the most pressing need, or where would you go with that first pick? Take Mariota off the board. I- yeah, I, I when it comes to twenty, and you know, we're going to talk about this tomorrow morning on BGN Radio as well. It's just I, I think I'd be happy with a lot of different things there. Uh, I, I actually still think I'm on the board of I, I want you to double dip at wide receiver, and I'm okay if you do that really anywhere. If you want to do that first and second round, first and third round, second and third round, that's fine. I think if guys like let's say Byron Jones, who who they've had a lot of interest in, in at BYU, um, is still on the board there versus those wide receivers, and there hasn't been a big run on that yet, I think I would consider taking that. I think I'd, I'd be okay with, 
you know, even uh, Eric Rowe, if you really, really wanted him there, then go for it because he's not going to last uh, too long either. Uh, the one thing I think a lot of us are, you know, 50-50 on is, is Landon Collins, and everybody keeps saying safety, 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 and it's, trust me, it's a big need uh, for sure. But I think when you pair up Landon Collins versus this wide receiver draft class, that's a huge mistake. You know, there there are so many uh, dynamic weapons in this wide receiving class that can help out Chip Kelly, that can help solidify all that stuff. I've said from the beginning that you cannot have a hole on offense. Cannot do it. I don't care how bad the secondary is. I don't care if there's, you know, some some kind of, uh, yeah, if you're still looking for your second corner. Whatever it ends up being, I think you take those gambles later on in the third round because they're all pretty much have the same talent level anyway. So uh, I, I just think for me, if, if you come out of this draft, and this is another thing that was rumored that, again, got me excited. I don't know how much validity is there to it, but uh, Miami uh, wide receiver Philip Dorsett, who is a lot like Brandon Cooks and a lot like Deshaun Jackson and a lot of, uh, a lot of that uh, kind of stuff there, there, when you're at 20, anytime you're in between 20 and 32, that's pretty much the second round already. Everything's going to feel like a reach. Go get the guys that you think are going to compete on your team. Philip Dorsett can be a humongous playmaker here. I know there's a lot of other guys that like Devin Smith from Ohio State. I'll be okay with that, too. Um, I just think if it comes down to it, you still have to go wide receiver. You have to go offense here uh, somewhere in the first couple of rounds because it's just not that great of a class for the defensive backfield. Uh, wait, are, are you saying that there's some type of misinformation campaign being waged at this point <laughs> in the NFL? I'm shocked, John. Shocked. <laughs> Yeah, I say, oh, don't be surprised to think about it, Jones. Don't be surprised. There's a lot of don't be surprised. And a lot of that, I mean, honestly, some of that does come from, you know, they're finally putting their boards together and people are starting to talk to one another. But most of that's just, you know, as we said, just just shoveling the bowl. And that's, and that's fine with that because it's a fun game to play and try and figure out. Yeah, we've both made a career out of that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan is here. And, uh, Dan, uh, we were talking before we got John on, and that is the fact that uh, it's surprising uh, getting your Dallas Cowboys back in the conversation for just a second before we let John go. Uh, the second week, but they're playing the Cowboys twice in the first half of the season. John, that's surprising. Yeah, I, it's um, it's a yeah, it's a little awkward, and it kind of you know the, I know the conspiracy theorist goes, ah, see the NFL doesn't think the Cowboys are that good because they're you know the Eagles are bookending here with Washington and the Giants, and I think they're going to be the run here. I, I I think it's weird. I think they got lucky, depending on. You know, what does happen uh, with Hardy and all that stuff, because I think they'll miss both games, even if it does get reduced down to whatever six games or whatever it ends up being. But I do think that's a little odd, uh, and I don't know if that's just due to the other demand that's that's coming, you know, in there. Because uh, they have, I think in December, they have three, uh, uh, you know, primetime games in a row there. So I, I'm a little disappointed, though, Dan, and I, I want to be able to get the FT at the end of the season. It's kind of like it's going to be hard to do when it's at Washington and the Giants at the end. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you need to lose to, you know, whoever you need, the, the, the Bills or whatever. So it, it doesn't have that <laughs> dramatic flow uh, that it did last year, but um, I'm, I'm sure me and Dan can, can find some things to go back and forth about. I think so, because don't the Bills come to town or the Eagles go see the Bills later in the year versus the Cowboys? Uh, some Shady oh, yeah, McCoy yeah, stuff no, going on? The NFL looked at this and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have that Tebow Sanchez thing in in New York. Oh, we're definitely gonna, you know, have that primetime matchup when they go back and see Shady McCoy and all the, all this other stuff. Like it is, it's it's primetime television again, which is 
to go back to the conspiracy thing for a little bit, why would the NFL do that? You know, why are they going to be that impressed with Sam Bradford and Mark Sanchez? I don't know. But uh, I would expect, uh, regardless of what happens, uh, I think they're going to be very active uh, trading and going back and forth uh, through the first uh, three or four rounds here. See, I, I, I know why the NFL did that. That gives us more chance to jump up and down on Dan when the Eagles beat the Cowboys twice. It gives us a little more time. <laughs> twice early on. Yeah, right? absolutely. I'm actually disappointed because, what, the last four years straight, Dallas has had the divisional games the last two weeks, and it yeah. makes for an interesting season whether you're a Cowboys fan, Eagles fan, Giants fan when it's all divisional games those last two or three weeks because they're just beating the living daylights out of each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out and we'll see uh, definitely how the teams stack up uh, come week two. Uh, but most important right now, of course, is the draft coming up Thursday and John, we will get with you on Monday and recap this draft. Who knows what we'll have to talk about at that point? <laughs> yeah, plenty, uh, plenty more to talk about and I'm sure even through the lows after the draft, there'll be, there'll be plenty more. So we, we always appreciate the time, Moss. Thank you so much. Anytime. John Barcher joining us on the SECV Hotline on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader.